Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On The Mark, Rob Satters, our fabulous producer, Mr. Joe McGranahan, is our fabulous co-host... I am waiting for the more accolades. I don't go without more accolades. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me get the full resume. <laughs> no, never mind. Wait. I'm only kidding. Your resume's gone. I have no... Well, that's because I stole it. Oh, did you? <laughs> you took your old Vitae down. Oh, okay. Well, we had his CV here, but it's gone. So, But it, he's basically in charge of tsunamis for the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters. That was years ago, and it wasn't tsunamis. Uh, earthquakes. I'm sorry. I no, get... it was chairman of the Pennsylvania Emergency Communications Committee. We communicate with people. We did pandemic planning. We did a lot of interesting things. Really? You did some pandemic planning yes, back in the day? Wow. back in the day. And what do you think? How did we do? Well, I told you that before. We did well. We don't have the information anymore. We were planning for bird flu. That was okay. a long time. That was years ago. Really? I don't remember this conversation. Well, that's because you're getting old and senile. What was your name? You've been again? hanging around Joe Biden too long. Oh, <laughs> hey, boy, did we get a nasty gram in the newsroom. I forgot to forward it. Oh, did we? Uh, people think our jokes about memory care are quite on the unfunny side. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, because people deal with this issue in real life uh, with, you know, family members, and there just isn't any way to... S- if you don't think Joe Biden's as sharp as he used to be, say that sentence. Well, their relatives aren't running for president of the United States. You know, we're saying that Donald Trump's lying and all the bad things about him disqualify him. We have to be able to attack the things about Joe Biden we think might disqualify him from serving. No, I think our emailer's right, and I think you're still being in the wrong here. So, yeah, no no jokes about dementia or or memory care. If you wish to make laugh directly at the president because of something he directly did. So we're no longer allowed to say anything about Joe Biden? Well, I think you can if if he does something. You made fun of the president yesterday with Yosemite. (laughs) If he does, I have that ready to go. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I'd like to hear that again. (laughs) And Joe Biden's gaffes where he doesn't remember what he's running for or... Uh, but I think if you make fun of dementia or memory issues in general... Um, well, we weren't making fun of them in general. We were making fun of them as regards to a candidate for president of the United States. And I don't know that we were making fun of them so much as we were pointing them out. Because this seems to have been a very negative campaign on both sides. Trump is calling Biden names. Biden calling Trump names. We have an absolute right and, as a matter of fact, an obligation to <laughs> examine that. And I'm sorry if someone's touchy about memory care. I yeah. I forget things all the time. My yeah. wife says I'm in need of memory care some days. I don't think you are. But she sometimes suggests that my memory may be selective. <laughs> you know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. <laughs> but I'm running as a proud Democrat for vice president. There I'm running go. as a proud Democrat for president. 
Wait, 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 wait. Can't make up his mind what he's running for. Wait, 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 wait. Is he saying that this is what he's done in the past? Listen, listen to this lead No, I think he's trying, I think he tried to cover it up. He said it at first, and then my impression was he was covering it up. And then he said vice president and then president. Let me see. Okay. He didn't say, I have run as a proud Democrat for Senate. I have run as a proud Democrat for vice president. Okay. He said, I'm running as a proud Democrat for for the United States Senate. I'm running for vice president. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. Uh, okay. I'm running as a proud Democrat. Right. That's I got you. That's why I am running. I got you. Okay. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check so is that a memory issue or not? Uh, it yeah. seems like well, it may be. Well, that's a habit thing. You know, he's probably said so many times he's running for Senate, 40 years worth of it. So that Which points uh, out that he's been a denizen of the swamp for far too long. Okay. Well, noted. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Right now, toll-free line open, one 800-795-9565. Bob's tried to forward us something 20 times. It's not coming through, Bob. Nope. You're just going to have to about c- that. call like everybody else. So 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. we got open phones. We can talk about the hearings yesterday for Amy Coney Barrett. Boy, she ate their lunch. She Boy. ate their dinner. She ate their breakfast. It's funny how methodical she is. I'm glad she rehearsed. She said she had practiced with other individuals going over these questions. So uh, no matter what they handed her, whether it was abortion or health care, she was ready. You could tell she just had on her lips a couple times ready to say to the chairman, Chairman, I'd like to question the relevancy of the remarks right now. You know, relevancy, Judge. Well, I mean, to say they didn't lay a glove on her would be an understatement. But I think the fact what impressed me the most is she had no notes. You know, they're all sifting through papers, and they have their pictures of people that supposedly have been, uh, would be terribly adversely impacted if Obamacare were were gone. Has nothing to do, I mean, that was nothing more than a blatant attempt to try and push her towards one conclusion or another if she gets on the court. You know, what what other purpose could there be in showing all these photographs of these people that and then telling their stories? Roe v. Wade, have you had any conversations with the president? or with the White House staff, White House counsel, anyone, and have you made any commitments about how you would rule on any case dealing with that? I have not, Senator Grapo. Thank you. And the same set of questions with regard to Obergefell. I've had no conversations with anyone in the White House staff about that case, my views of it, how I would rule. All right. And then finally, uh, the current case, uh, California v. Texas. No conversations at all. So she had uh, no conversation. So what's your view on that? Give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. We invite you to do what I have done. Uh, that's uh, go to the Sunbury Motor Company, Sunbury Motor Company with two locations. Uh, one is on 4th Street in Sunbury. You can go right between Washington and Jefferson and uh, save a few dollars there. Uh, you can go to Routes 11 and 15 at Hummel's Wharf with a Kia dealership there. Uh, they invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles. They'll inspect you, pump you up with nitrogen, align you, and do your body work Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 p.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com and build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln car or truck or check out their perfect vehicles online. You can safely purchase vehicles without any physical contact at all whatsoever uh, with the dealership. You don't even have to go to 
to either of the campuses. You can have them deliver their vehicle to your home, and they would just love to super serve you in that way, as they have been super serving people for the better part of a century. SunburyMotors.com. Did you happen to see Senator Maisie Hirano of Democrat of Hawaii's questioning of... Uh the candidate? I believe so. She opened her questioning by blasting the Senate for choosing to move forward with the confirmation hearings instead of working on coronavirus relief, which is funny considering the Democrats have been blocking it in the House. She then asked the judge if she had ever assaulted anyone. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any physical or verbal harassment or assault of a sexual manner? Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? And the answer, of course, to both was no. Uh, you know, that I can swear that the Democrats on the Senate are going to come up with someone from her kindergarten class who said that she touched them inappropriately. <laughs> I mean, you just know they're going to come up with somebody. I mean, we went to, had to go back to high school for Brett Kavanaugh. Let's go back to kindergarten for Judge Barrett. Don't you think this is beyond the pale? She stole the paper plane that was on my desk and threw it out the window. <laughs> but what kind of a question is that, you know, just because... Well, I think previous men that uh, the have come before them is why that question's being asked. Well, they brought their own stuff up, and there were some, you know, they talk about these allegations against Brett Kavanaugh as if they were the gospel truth and somehow swept under the rug. But even the woman whose friends she said she confided in didn't remember anything about it. You know, I, I just think we've gone way too far here. The main question, actually, the cut you played, that should have been the end of the hearing. She answered she had no conversations with anybody, unless you believe she's lying or have proof to the contrary. So we're going to go through this again today. And I must admit, someone on MSNBC this morning said something I completely agreed with. He said they should stop allowing these senators to make speeches. And he said, and I love this, is there anyone more in love with the sound of their own voice than a United States senator? And the answer to that question is no, no one. I can't imagine. Well, Kamala Harris had a great speech about the Affordable Care Act and that sort of thing. But she she did wrap up with a couple of questions for Well, you know, the, speaking of irony, here is, some, uh, here is a real piece of irony. She is not attending the hearings because of fear of coronavirus. But yesterday, a reporter in the Capitol was following her with a camera crew down the hallway and asking her whether or not she was a fan of court packing. And guess what? She got into an elevator with eight or ten other people, a very small elevator, and rode away. And no masks. No, well, no. No, there were masks, but still, she was in close contact. There was no social distancing. She couldn't come into that hearing room where everybody was socially distanced and wearing masks, but she could get on a crowded elevator with eight or ten other people. They were trying to count them, and there were at least eight other people in the elevator. So if this isn't theat uh, political theater, yeah, there then what go. is it? Well, yeah, that's, it's obvious that uh, there's some inherent risks associated with this uh, looking hypocritical. So uh, it's definitely on both sides. So we're... Uh, I'm not talking about <laughs> risk. I'm talking about behavior. The risk of looking hypocritical. Oh, all right. Risk well, you know, if, if you honestly believe that you're in danger when you go out and about, that's fine. But then if you engage in other risky behavior, 
I would say that you're at least either a hypocrite or you are not firm in your convictions that you need to protect yourself and others in some substantive way. Kamala Harris did what she had to do, and that's ask a few she got questions. Got on the elevator with eight people. Well, and <laughs> and to not hurt Joe Biden, that was the key. Was to get out of that, ask a couple questions, show you care about the Affordable Care Act, and that uh, potentially uh, Amy Coney Barrett does not, and that you would be uh, not hurt the presidential campaign. But, you know, isn't it an exercise in stupidity? They know none of these judges, and it was started and eloquently defined by Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she said she wasn't going to answer hypotheticals and explain why. And yet they continue to ask these hypothetical questions. If a <laughs> if the Affordable Care Act was supporting a man from New Jersey who had a wife and two kids, and one of the kids got sick, and it was $400,000 in medical bills, and you knew that, would you still vote to defeat the Affordable Care Act? People are going to die. But, you know, as I said yesterday, this is a very narrow ruling that's going to be before the Supreme Court, and it's highly unlikely they could find a pretext to strike down the entire ACA because of it. Right. They may make some modifications to it. We're into too narrow grounds. Well, and I think if if the president is reelected, he will get a health care that will supersede Affordable Care Act. Well, assuming he he actually has a plan. Well, he says he does, and I believe him. Well, Joe Biden says he has a plan to end the coronavirus, but he isn't sharing that with us. <laughs> well, he is disclosing his packing views. No. As a matter of fact, that's what they stopped. That's what they were asking uh, Harris about yesterday on the way to the elevator. And she said, and I thought this was interesting, that the Vice President Biden has been quite clear with the American people. No, he hasn't. <laughs> he won't answer the question directly. I say I'm not a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies. That doesn't mean I won't buy a ticket to go to their game if something comes up that I want to see. The Democrats certainly support help for businesses, but if they vote... Oh, never mind. That's not the one I want. I have a Joe (laughs) Biden cut here where he's talking about uh, uh, court packing. Well, yeah, Joe Biden has disclosed... Oh, never mind. It's a transcription. Okay. Uh, There we go. Former Vice President Joe Biden says he's not a fan of adding additional seats to the U.S. Supreme Court. His clearest answer yet on the topic. I'm not a fan of court packing, but I don't want to get off on that whole issue. So that's reiterating. That's the sentence he had used the day before right. when he was in Cincinnati. Well, I mean, I look at this whole thing, and I think so much of it is just grandstanding for the base on both sides. I'm not saying it's just Democrats. I think the Republicans are doing the same thing in some regards, too. And the president, you know, they're all talking about the president and his super spreader events. One of my Facebook friends said he's coming to Johnstown with a super spreader event. Be very concerned, Johnstown. You know, I don't know how many people are going to get it. There was a party in Long Island I heard on Gordon Deal's program this morning, some birthday party, and they have tied 200 and some cases of coronavirus to this birthday party. To one party. party. To one party. Wow. You know, so it's not the president's fault that people are engaged in risky behavior. Everybody at this point, whether the president does it or not, understands that a mask might be beneficial. Social distancing may well be something that protects you from getting this virus. If you choose to ignore those and the people around you ignore them, whose fault is that? Is that the well, president's? Well, that's the key. Yeah, you come down on safety here. If you if you are not worried about the disease or you think that you could get it and survive it and that's what you want to do and you're not worried about if you get it before 
before you find out that you're contagious, you'll give it to somebody else. That's your prerogative. That's the argument we've had since March, you right. know, since the very first restriction or as the governor rolled out the various restrictions. And, uh, well, the president called him out on that yesterday. He said, uh, <laughs> the governor, uh, let's see, what did he say? Is, is this the cut? Hold on here. China will own the United States if that sleepy guy gets the position, okay? And you can forget about Pennsylvania. Yeah, we'll have that cut we're, coming we're up. We're falling off the next level with these wrong cuts. I mean, this is not <laughs> Well, good. that's a good cut, too, of the president in Johnstown. Yeah. We'll have the full report coming from Johnstown in the newscast coming up. But We have an emailer who says, Joe and Mark, do you think it was protocol for Maisie Hirano to ask ACB if she had ever sexually abused anyone, or was it partisan hackery? You answered your own question with the last two words. Mm. That's exactly what it was, partisan hackery. Well, I think this, you're going to get that of anybody who sits in that hot seat from now on because, what, three men have sat there and sexual allegations have been part of the screening process, have been part of the dialogue. It only kept two of them from getting the seat. So I think it's a matter of, um, or it only kept one of them from getting the seat. Well, who was the one who didn't get the seat? Bork, oh, Robert okay. Bork. So I think uh, if you're going to do that, that's you know this is going to be the protocol but it's democrats versus republicans i don't think are there any democratic nominees who were scrutinized in that manner most of them have been women which are generally fewer cases of sexual harassment but you know, involving women when, when ruth bader ginsburg she she went under underwent some serious questioning by the republicans as uh, as uh, amy coney barrett is from the democrats but in the end there were only three senators who voted against her but I guarantee you the vote for Amy Coney Barrett, no matter how qualified she is, and she is exceptionally qualified, that not one Democrat will vote but for her. But it's probably not because of her qualifications. It's because the president's ramming it through right before the election. I don't. But think if she's qualified, what's the difference? You know, you say, I like that term, we're ramming it through. The president has an obligation to nominate someone for the Supreme Court who is qualified. Right. Is Amy Coney Barrett qualified? Yeah, you and I have talked about this. That, I'm just saying issue. that's why they're voting no. It doesn't have anything to do with her qualifications. Uh, as you as you heard, one of, the, one of the most adamant Democrats around here who's highly informed and intelligent says she has sterling credentials. So um, I, they're, they're not voting on that. It's just because the president is... Uh, made the nomination so close to the election. They don't want the president to follow the Constitution. They want him to just stand well, bear down. bear in mind, in the last year, Barack Obama made the nomination, too. It depends on whether the Senate acts on it. So blaming the president seems a little stupid to me. Both President Obama and President mm -hmm. Trump exercised their constitutional authority and their duty. So the hypocrites in the Senate. Well, um, yeah, if you wanted okay. to blame somebody, blame the Senate for not taking up Merrick Garland's nomination. I said all along they should have taken it up. They should have met with him. They should have given him the courtesy of an up or down vote. The senator emperor has no clothes. <laughs> all right, 1-800-795. They love to talk. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, it certainly is not protocol to ask somebody if they've sexually abused anyone. Uh, I think it's just based on the fact that that the, the men that have paraded through there so many times have been accused of that. So uh, that, that's probably why that's uh, coming up. It's a strange question to ask a woman. It really stands out when you hear that. <laughs> All right, we got one call being screened, another one coming in, so let's get the break.
week out of the way, so we'll be ready for them. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Text 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. Have you ever pushed someone off the Brooklyn Bridge while in a drunken stupor? No, I haven't done that. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of crimes. Oh, that's true. You could name a lot of crimes you'd have to go through. Right. It's like when you ever you held d- up a bank with a water gun? No, I haven't done that either. It's like, have you, have you donated blood lately? They ask you, have you ever had sex with a man anytime ever for money? Like, whoa. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't ask that. Since you asked it that way, the answer is no. <laughs> but boy. Um, okay, one Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, and uh, far be it from me to defend Senator Hirono, but they're leaving off an important several sentences she said before that, which is that she asks these questions of every person that comes before the committee committee for uh, a hiring in the federal government. Now, I didn't audit that. I don't know that that's true, but I take her at her word that she does, in fact, ask that question of every single person that comes before, every judge appointee, every government appointee that they look at. I don't know. However, have you seen Mrs. Pelosi's discussion with Wolf Blitzer yesterday? I heard, my wife told me about it. I didn't get to see it on TV this morning, but uh, tell, enlighten me. <laughs> Mrs. Pelosi, I, I think it would be kind to say, is losing it under pressure. <laughs> and she made... a uh, incredible accusations about Mr. Blitzer to his face live on the air about CNN. Um, she did the you people thing, you know, you people, you people. In one case, accused them of being apologists for the Republicans. Oh my God. <laughs> maybe she thought she was on, maybe they told her she was on Fox. I, I have no idea what she was doing. None of whatsoever. She was livid because Mr. Blitzer pressured her about why wasn't she accepting the $1.7 trillion package that's been offered. And then he quoted several other Democrats who also want this accepted, whom she then cast to the waves. I mean, she just, that don't matter, they're not on the committee, they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, she just, I am not exaggerating, and it is well worth investing the time to watch 
And by the end, she is ranting at Wolf Blitzer, lecturing Gee, him. Do you think we can uh, find and, that? And making <laughs> unbelievable accusations about his his uh, journalism. I was just, I mean, he, and he sat through it straight-faced. He didn't, I'm not sure he blinked through this attack, which went on for quite some time. This is probably a 10-minute video discussion. I was just stunned. And he said to her at one point, well, what about all these people who are suffering? And she was, her response was very much akin to, don't you tell me about suffering. I know about people suffering. You don't know about people <laughs> suffering. I know about the people in my district. You don't know about the pe-. I mean, she was just hmm. over the top. Well, I she obviously trying. didn't want to be questioned about why she wouldn't agree to, you know, I, I've yes. said before, if you can get something, why not get what you can get? Isn't that the art of compromise, which she's supposed to be so big at? Well, she kept talking about the earned income tax credit. Now, Feel free to correct me. I did quick research this morning, but wasn't that a Republican concept? Wasn't it the Republicans that invented the earned income tax credit? I believe so. I may be wrong on that, but it, it's, I believe you're right. Yeah, I'm centuries pretty sure ago. it was their idea, which is that if you're earning money, you can be refunded not only all the tax money you paid, but even more. Yeah, even more than you ever mm-hmm. paid in in federal income tax. Yeah, if you're head and of it's household, And low right? and moderate income people are the only people who can qualify for this. So I was kind of stunned that she was, you know, ranting and raving about this. But, you know, and the other thing I wanted to comment quickly about was the hearing. And I don't know, I tried to find it this morning. I don't know which senator was talking to um, Judge Barrett at the time. But they were discussing... Uh, judicial, I mean, not judicial, legislative intent. What did the legislators mean, or what was their plan? And apparently, in the recent um, crime reform bill, right, prison reform bill, a segment of the prison population was, and I'm going to be kind about this, inadvertently left out of the bill, which provoked a Supreme Court case I mean, this went all the way to the Supreme Court, appealing the fact that this man was denied the privileges afforded people under this. And her response, well, not to the Supreme Court, but to her court in um, her district court or whatever, federal court, was they didn't put it in the bill. And this goes exactly to what I was trying to say yesterday. So who's responsible for the fact that this guy is still sitting in prison? The people who wrote that bill, who missed a segment of the prison population, not the judge who can't find it in the tea leaves. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so Appreciate much. your call. Great call. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got to see if we can find Mrs. Pelosi going off the deep end. But I, my wife said she was appalled by it. We'll track her down. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We got another hour of open phones. We're going to do CBS News, then local headlines. We'll visit the top story, which is from Johnstown, PA. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Call us now. Now is the time to do so. Toll free, 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. we got more excerpts of the Amy Coney Barrett remarks from yesterday. We have one short excerpt from uh, the Nancy Pelosi versus Wolf Blitzer interview yesterday, so we will play that. And uh, she definitely thought she was on the phone with Fox News, you can tell as you go through something. Lars is worthless speculation. So, But we played just one quickie segment of that coming up. And uh, did you see, we didn't get it, and I couldn't find it this morning, but the New York Times had a story this morning about what's the operation uh, President Trump started uh, to... Warp Speed? Operation Warp Speed is highly successful, and the New York Times says... It should lead to uh, a reduction of the virus, and that it was an amazing achievement. What, an editorial or a factual uh, I think it was an article on the front page. Well, I, don't, I, I agree with that. It doesn't make sense, though, because we're all saying the president's killing people. He's responsible for all 200,000 deaths. Democrats Is it feasible that, that he's done some things that aren't ideal along the way and some things well? Well, I'm glad to see the New York Times giving him credit for something he did do. All right. Well, we have a subscription to the New York Times, so we can hunt that up. Okay. I'll send it to you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Yeah, the New York Times pandemic coverage is superlative in every way, so we, it's good paper. Now, if you're talking about the president, <laughs> that's another topic. They have they have a little bit of Washington Post-itis uh, in their articles. Not as bad as the Post has it, but uh, they definitely have, uh, have it in for the president. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is that open phone. Uh, we're going to be talking about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden coming up. Uh, apparently, they found evidence that Hunter Biden had, in fact, introduced key players from the Ukraine to his father even uh, long before uh, Vice oh. President said that he had not met anybody. Yes, so that's Joe said his son, and he and his son never talked about his involvement in the foreign... Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> okay, so this is big news in Joe's view, so we'll hear that. Uh, let's see, we do have a short segment of the Nancy Pelosi remark where she's really questioning whether Wolf Blitzer works for the Republicans or not. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, so you can call us with your opinion about these important uh, topics right now. We'd love to hear from you. Let's do the news uh, briefly for the first time since being treated successfully for coronavirus. President Donald Trump traveled to Pennsylvania uh, with his re-election campaign. During an airport rally in Johnstown, Donald Trump told the crowd that Pennsylvania's economy is suffering due to coronavirus-related restrictions, blaming policies supported by Joe Biden while also taking a swipe at Governor Tom Wolf. Draconian, unscientific lockdowns like you're having right now in Pennsylvania with this governor who is killing you. Tom Wolf, Tom Wolf, come on, Tom. Open up Pennsylvania, Tom. Open it up. Despite double-digit employment, Trump claimed Pennsylvania is having its best year ever, adding we've turned a corner on coronavirus, even though Pennsylvania has seen over a thousand new cases in each of the last eight days. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And if President Trump is reelected, when I came here, I promised you a lot of things. I've done much more than I promised you. You had the best year you've ever had, and you're going to have a better year next year. 
You damn well better vote for me, Pennsylvania. You better vote. <laughs> I love this sort of slurring, this uh, pushing the, all the words. Say, you better vote for me. He's, he, he does that at the end of sentences. That's a great rhetorical technique, incidentally. A lot of great uh, preachers do that. So uh, that's the president in Johnstown. He says, we have turned the corner on coronavirus. Now, Pennsylvania's cases keep going up every day. But uh, nonetheless, the president says we've turned the corner. He praised the people of Pennsylvania for their contributions to the nation. And President Trump said he would put America first if he wins another four years in office. The two remaining smokestacks at the former Sunbury Generation LLC plant in Shemokin Dam, the old PPL plant, those last two stacks come down Friday morning at 9 a.m. with a controlled implosion. Old Trail will be blocked at that time. Uh, Joe will probably be on his back porch, hoping he can see it from his house. No boats allowed in the river at that time, no aircraft overhead, and no public viewing area has been established. Joe, if I wanted to see this, where should I go? Well, I would recommend you get right in the middle of it. Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe. <laughs> Stand now, at the base of the many biggest, people, tallest Many stack. of the people in the past stood on the parking lot of places like uh, Arby's and the mm-hmm. bank and along the highway where you have a pretty good view. Along the highway. Okay. Yeah, you're elevated at that point, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Super. Thank you for that. Uh, there'll be no more Mount Carmel Area School District football this year. They're relinquishing their last three games because of the hazing allegations that are being investigated. Penn Live reporting today that state police have identified the woman who verbally accosted the Pennsylvania second lady, Gazelle Fetterman, Sunday with a racist attack. State troopers say at this point no charges filed yet, and they're not identifying the woman that was there. And the president once again announced uh, something that has absolutely no scientific basis, that he (laughs) is immune from COVID-19. Scientists do feel that there are some strains of the disease from which you can develop immunity, but not all strains, so the president most likely is not actually immune, but he reiterated that yesterday, that he has paid the price for full immunity. It's like the Survivor game on TV. Remember that? You could buy immunity. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. What I say to you is, I don't know why you're always an apologist. And many of your colleagues, apologists for the Republican position. Rokana, that's nice. That isn't what we're going to do. And nobody's waiting till February. I want this very much now because people need help now. But it's no use giving them a false thing just because the president wants to put a a check with his name on it in the mail that we should not be doing all we can to help people pay the rent, put food on the table, to enhance benefits, that they don't lose their jobs if they're state and local. That that this, we're talking about the consequences of a pandemic, that the symptoms of a problem that the president refuses to address, but you know and that is, and that is the coronavirus. <laughs> we know, that we, is we the know coronavirus. The all right. Oh, so what was he about to say? We know what. He, well, he was Wolf, pushing her back. Yeah, Wolf gives her the what for because the president's plan is, I think, $1.4 trillion. It does Actually, not a, $1.8 was Is that what it is? Okay, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, it's bigger. I knew that to be true. But in any event, it has all of the elements that Nancy wants and doesn't have some things that she does not want. So no, she won't it has some it. things she does want that it doesn't have some things she does want, like bailing out Illinois, New York, Pennsylvania, and all these states and California from their pension plans. 
But, I mean, it does. What the plan, the Republican plan does do is it supports the airline industry. It has money for for businesses to stay open. Does and it keep have the cruise employed. industry in it? It has the $1,200 uh, stimulus for the people in the American, every American who uh, qualifies. So, Eric, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, first of all, a good place to view the implosion would be at the roller ring parking lot. My wife and I were there for the first one, and a uh, good place to watch from. What parking lot? Roller ring. Oh, roller, 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 roller ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. But be aware, they, they popped it about 15, 20 minutes early last time, so if people want to actually see it, they might want to plan ahead that way. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, the president. Um, okay. So, to me, leadership is shown by, uh, by action. Okay. Uh, leaders lead by example. Uh, the president is not leading by example. He's, he's had the COVID, and he still refused to wear a mask. In fact, he dramatically rips the mask off. Um, while uh, Mr. Biden, you know, um, shows leadership, wears the mask every time, uh, has social distancing even at his, at his uh, events. And the president then says to him, oh, well, he, he, he's weak, or he, uh, he can't. The only reason he has those circles and everything and people because he couldn't possibly fill up a stadium. Don't you think so, this is political uh, theater on Biden's part? Because I, I don't know whether you heard the start of the program, but there was a very interesting video this morning of the vice presidential candidate, Ms. Harris, getting into an elevator with about eight other people, very small elevator, all their shoulder to shoulder and packed in there. And yet she won't go to the hearings for Amy Coney Barrett because she's concerned about the COVID virus. Don't those things seem... Well, of course she is, because where, where did this super spreader event happened. Then why'd she get in the elevator? Maybe knowing, maybe knowing he was infectious, had that event anyway. And then, yes, there was some social distancing. You know, there was some masks being worn outside, but then had two separate uh, events inside where he was obviously very close to Ms. Barrett and could very possibly have infected her, and she's still within the realm at the time of displaying the virus. Okay, well then so let's, let's look... Ms. Harris is being very thoughtful realizing that she's going to be the next vice president of the United States and that COVID-19 can have long-lasting effects and is protecting what she should be protecting. Then why did she get into an elevator with very close quarters with eight or ten other people? If she oh, won't go to the... You said, she won't... She's, she's but social distancing. Social distancing. Right now, the president's not doing the job of the president. Eric, He's simply trying to get re-elected. Eric, you're... Including you're, using the law in the White House to do it. Eric, you're not answering the question. Why would she get into an okay. elevator, with a packed elevator with eight to ten people, when she won't go to a hearing room that's socially distanced and everybody's wearing masks? They've all been tested. Because, because she knows those people she was getting in there with, and they, she knows <laughs> they have not been around the super spreader president. As the uh, well, the president president well, the, felt the the, uh, the, has. the president felt exactly the same thing on the day of that rally. He thought he knew the people and he thought they were safe. So come on, you can't have one way and then for one way for the republic. Well, that's what you just said about Harris. She thought. So but the president himself was a super spreader, Joe. That's the thing. He's no, he the wasn't. One who infected all those other people. No, you're saying the president's the one who the went White to House, the House. Twenty-five people at that gathering. No, come on, you don't. Where's he the wasn't the denominator. The president of the United States. He wasn't the one. He wasn't his, the one who his, had the uh, disease in the first place, Eric, and you know that. Somebody gave it to him. He didn't. He wasn't the person zero who got it at the Wuhan fish market. He was given okay, it. Okay, but. Are you willing to say that he is putting himself more at risk by refusing to wear a mask? He's maintaining social distancing, which is something Harris didn't do. 
She got in that elevator with eight to ten other people, shoulder to shoulder. So if social because distancing she's is being a, trying to do her job as a senator here in the United States, <laughs> and the president is trying to do his do. job, <laughs> he's trying to do his. Don't you see that they're, we're his, talking about the same job, thing? Oh, so, so his job now is to get reelected, not to be president of the United States, but to worry more about the reelection than being acting as the president. Well, then what is Miss Harris's jo- job now if it's not trying to get elected vice well, president? She's currently a senator. Obviously, she's working with other people on these issues, preparing for the hearing. And so is the president. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, the president's trying to get reelected. Well, so is she. She's trying to get elected. You're attributing all these wonderful motives to her and the president. He's a scumbag in your world. Okay, so let, 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 let's, let's, let's take it down a notch, Joe. Let's take it down a notch. Back or down. Do you think the president is acting uh, in light of the COVID as a good example to the American people by refusing to wear a mask? First of all, he isn't refusing to wear a mask. He and doesn't wear it all. Joe, I answered yours. I'm answer answering yours. He doesn't refuse to wear it. He wears it sometimes. He takes it off sometimes. When he takes it off, I've noticed that he's not shoulder to shoulder with other people. He is separated from them. And I have been told, as I believe you have been told, that social distancing, hand washing, and wearing a mask are all beneficial. So if you can't have social distancing, and I was told social distancing was the most important, and he's had that. He's been away from people. So, so he has, he's having all of these uh, rallies where everyone is social distance. Everyone's wearing no, a mask. He no, he is. You're, no, 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 no. They won't. You're saying that he's a super spreader. I'm saying he's staying away from people. He, he's not up against he, them. He's staying away from people. Didn't you see where he was in Georgetown? Yes. You, you make a very good point. He... Right, he is staying away. But But, he is willing to allow other people to be at risk. Well, you just called him a super... self-centered and doesn't care about the common man, except when he's going to cast a vote for him. You just called him a super spreader. Now you're saying he is staying away from people. You can't have it both ways, Eric. Well, let's see. How many people in the White House uh, got COVID, including himself and his wife, that we haven't heard about? And how about that birthday party in New New York where 200-some people (laughs) got it from one party? Is that the president's fault, too? Oh, my God. The the president was up there we weren't told about it no i'm just saying that's his fault too i mean you, you're just attributing every bad every case of covid example, to him Joe, again a leader leads by example and this self-centered narcissist is not a leader he doesn't demonstrate leadership capability but what he's talking that's about i'm voting for mr Biden. what he's talking about is letting people out and making reasonable decisions for their own health which is the american way you know you don't lock me up because you're worried about you we were considering it, but though. again, do you not <laughs> we're believe considering that leaders it. Should, should lead by example? Right. I believe they. Should. I believe he you is leading. I, I, I believe he is leading by example. You just don't like the example. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate the call. I Thanks for checking in today. Always. Thanks, good Eric. Good Always good jousting with you, buddy. Take care. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open line now. We'll take any comer, any caller. Uh, we're talking about the Nancy Pelosi topic. We'll switch to the Joe Biden Hunter Biden connection momentarily. Yeah, talk about sleaze. One of our listeners says shameful when describing the CNN spectacle of Nancy Pelosi berating Wolf Blitzer for being an apologist for Republicans. 1-800-795-9565. Call us immediately. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their 
employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We were discussing Hunter Biden, and uh, they have now got a blockbuster pile of correspondence off of a computer that he had, which flies in the face of Joe Biden's claim that he's never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. It's contained in a massive trove of data recovered from a laptop computer. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in the Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company. This is according to emails obtained by the New York Post. The never-before-revealed meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that Vladim Posharsky, uh, an advisor to the board chairman of Burisma, allegedly sent Hunter Biden in April of 2015, about a year after Hunter joined the Burisma board at a reported salary of up to 50000 a month. And the email said, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and a pleasure. So right there. Where's going to be the outrage on this? Are the Democrats going to want an investigation of this? I well, doubt it. Well, who's in charge of the Justice Department? Let's let's find out. We, we all well, this Attorney General Barr. Oh, I see. The Trump administration have done nothing with this over the decades. So well, this just came out. This years. was on, this was on a computer. It was dropped off. Uh, the blockbuster correspondence, which flies in the face of Biden's claim, is contained in a massive trove of data recovered from a laptop computer. The computer was dropped off at a repair shop in Biden's home state of Delaware in April of 2019, well, first according of all, to the store's owner. It still fails the who cares test, but that's another topic. All it's going to prove is that Hunter's as corrupt as the day is long and his father's worse yet. <laughs> so but what does that have to do with the, the president? People aren't voting for these characters as though they're... You know, people aren't voting for President Trump because he's an upstanding character and a natural moral leader. No, but the people on the Democratic side, they're portraying Joe as this this wonderful, squeaky okay, so clean guy. P- portrayal is, is incorrect. All we're right. dealing with we'll two, just we're dealing with the same two flawed. Now? Nope, you win. We just we're dealing with two flawed candidates, just as we did four years ago. Oh, I see. Okay, I got you. So what we a, have to choose from the evil of two lessers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, one of our textures says, "Aha! It's in the news today. They found an email on a laptop that shows Biden lied. Strike two, Joe." Right. Says one of our good listeners. So thank you for that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got some callers lined up. Good morning. You are on the mark. Hey, good morning. <clears throat> By the way, I happen to think the uh, person who's going to be the next uh, uh, Supreme Court justice is very, very qualified. I think she answers the questions very well. She has to protect the 
uh, Supreme Court with her answers, and all of that's understandable. And it would be ridiculous to believe that the Democrats wouldn't ask hard questions since we're being overrun by a president who who said you can't, uh, I mean, a party who said you can't run a candidate for the Supreme Court with 11 months to go in the election and now are pushing it through. I believe maybe this judge deserves hard questions. Why? She didn't ask. No comment to that. She didn't ask for the nomination. She was asked to accept it. She's not responsible for what the president did. He appointed her, looked at her qualifications, and said, "I believe she is a qualified candidate for the Supreme Court." Have you looked at her CVs, her uh, background? Yes. She. She. Yes. She said. Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional. And that she means explained. We know how she's no, going we don't. To vote. You won't Remember pay attention to her. President Trump said, "I will not put anybody on the Supreme Court unless they are going to overthrow." Roe versus Wade. She said, what she said was that there is a difference between academic writing and opinion writing on the Supreme Court. When she wrote that, she was writing as an academic, not as a judge, but as an academic explaining something to a class. Yeah, I I know, and I know the context of that. Uh, And however, her entire writings have been in that kind of uh, right-wing direction. The, the fact that uh, the Constitution doesn't change over the years, uh, actually it does. It was written to do that, and it should. So should you people know, who disagree with you should not be allowed on the Supreme Court? Is that your point? Oh, no. No, no. She should be allowed on the Supreme Court because of her qualifications. Okay, we agree However, on that. However, the facts of the uh, that what's happening now is uh, a, a what travesty is that that's an understatement really well i agree with you the democratic questioning or ever is, is a travesty travesty really really tough questions are something that are going to shake her she's doing fine i know she is i i you know she ain't she's lunch. going to be uh, railroaded in anyway. Okay. Hopefully, so she's she being... turns into a. Uh, I I hope she turns into the jurist you think she's going to, rather well, than what I think. You she's say going she's to. doing well and she's well qualified, and yet she's being railroaded. Isn't it a good thing to railroad somebody who's extremely well qualified into the office? No, it makes no sense to me, Joe. You wouldn't make any sense to you if it were the other way around. Hey, and you I are beg unable to, differ. to see the no, other side. No, I, that's not true. Is, On this program, last or four years ago, I advocated for the Republicans. I felt they made a terrible mistake and were wrong in not meeting with Merrick Garland and not giving him the courtesy of a vote in the Senate. I've said that many, many times, and I believe it. So I do see the other side. You and do I, see the other side. However, the Republicans in the Senate well, have no I, notion. You just said I don't we see are it. A nation, <laughs> we are a nation. We Democrats do not have horns growing out of our heads, as Trump would like us to do. We do not. We, we are not against fracking. We're against the uh, future fracking when we can turn our economy around with electricity and windmills and... Uh, alternate energy, 
I, I just think that we need to watch what we're doing. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Stan. Nicely said. Appreciate that. Keep, keep telling Joe he's wrong. Well, I don't have to. Everybody can see that plainly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Only in your world, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Chris, you're on the marker right ahead. You got the floor. Yeah. Uh, I think you can tell by this this uh, hearing how bad Kavanaugh was. <laughs> okay. He blamed he blamed uh, everything on a Democratic conspiracy against him. Well, can you see why he might have felt that way, Chris? I mean, honestly, I mean, all that stuff coming up, something yes, from high school. Use, uh, but showing no judicial tr- temperament. Right. He did not display, ju- it, I agree with you there, he didn't exactly. display a judicial temperament. And you can see the difference between the two. Right. Now, this one, the Democrats can't stop it, but they are making... Uh, it's it's a it's a clear move to uh, get rid of the ACA. That's why they have to get it done before November eighth. Well, she said uh, she said she is not hostile. She said she wasn't hostile to the ADA, and A-C- I believe her. ACA. ACA. She wasn't hostile. She was, she wrote against uh, one of the opinions. She agreed with the person who wanted to get Scalia, who wanted to junk the whole thing. Again, it's she academic academic writing versus yes, judicial opinions. She was that Alan analysis of her opinion was that the Republicans believe certainly, no matter how much they pretend not to, that's why they want her on the on the court. I mean, that's pretty obvious. You think she's qualified? Uh, qualified uh, being qualified doesn't necessarily mean you should be on the court. Well, why not? It's the president's duty to pick somebody who's qualified and somebody. Uh, I would. Yes, you wouldn't pick uh, somebody who disagrees if, if with you. Somebody's picked for specific political reasons. On one side, the other side has a right to oppose them for those political reasons. And isn't every a politi- Isn't every Supreme isn't Court appointee? Isn't, isn't every that true? Yes, but isn't every Supreme Court appointee on the same same uh, same criteria? No yeah, president appoints not as, as clear cases, and then, and then the circumstances <laughs> where the Republicans pledged anything any vacancy in the last year of the Trump. Uh, presidency they would not consider a supreme court justice not not they the same not not the same that ruth, also changes things, ruth bader Gin, ruth bader ginsburg had republican votes and she was certainly nowhere near yeah, any republican she ideals a moderate at the time well she was never a moderate and you know that no no that look at the uh, the, the la times said moderate called her a moderate. The newspapers at the time called her a moderate. Well, I could call my shoe a tap dancer, but it yeah, isn't. But doesn't make it one. That was the opinion at the time. That's what I'm saying. And also, there were a lot of Repo- there were a couple of Republicans after that who got unanimous support, too, or near unanimous support. So, you know, it, 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 times have obviously changed because of the Right, they have. Well, I agree. I agree. That the Republicans have done. But the Democrats now, won't. That, the Democrats please. will. Just let me finish this. The Democrats, in the person of Joe Biden, your nominee, will not tell us who he might nominate. So we have no frame of reference to determine whether or not and, and, he would appoint somebody better. The first person to ever do that. 
And, and that was a, that was a, and all he did was take a list from the most conservative people who have been trying to pack the court with conservatives and took the list from them. Packing the court right? is not no, you're wrong. Packing the court means adding more judges. It doesn't no, mean no, putting no, people no, on the court. A, that's not the definition of it packing. It doesn't that mean maybe f- your definition. Let's look at what the Republicans did if you want to do okay, that. Okay, well then let they, me ask you this. If packing the court wait, with liberals no. All right, would you pa- want to go on? Pa- well, I'm just saying, if you're going to call that packing the court, would it be packing if the Democrats tried to put too many liberals on? Or would if you be okay with that? Organized for 40 years and changed rules to do it. I guess. <laughs> what rules did they change? The Democrats are the ones who changed the rules on the number of votes required to put somebody in. Not for the Supreme Court. Yes, they, they did. Yes, they did. No, that was the that was the Republicans who changed it for the Supreme Court. <laughs> the Re- Democrats changed it for the lower courts because of all the blocking that was being done. They also stopped. They also stopped uh, doing any judicial jo- nominees. About a year and a half before uh, 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 I think it was from September 15 or 14 that they stopped doing doing uh, uh, judge nominations on for Obama, which was uh, usually that happens about three to six months before it was a year over a year. So they changed that, too. But they changed the rules so they could get people on the Supreme Court. That was, that was what the Republicans did. And so they changed the rules to get more of their extreme people on the Supreme Court. This has because been a- if it, you have to have 60 votes, it obviously argues for more moderation on both sides. This has what, been a 15-year effort? Now then, the other thing is the uh, crossfire hurricane that so many people here have believed that, oh, Obama and Biden and all, the, all tried to do, do stuff to prevent, uh, to, to attack Trump, that were all illegal. Uh, Barr's report has finished, and Trump has decided not to release it because it, they didn't find what he wanted. That report is done. Okay. Any reaction, Joe? And, uh, and another, another thing... He said, that, I'm not letting him talk. I'm letting him talk. Uh, another thing that uh, I wanted to get in is everybody claims that the Democrats were working to nullify the election of Trump ever since he got elected, which is patently not true. They never once done that. Well, they don't mean empirically. They just mean as a matter of fact, using impeachment or other methods. Not, yes, but not, that, who's, who, if he's impeached, who's, the, who's president? The, the vice, vice president. president. <laughs> right. They didn't weren't putting Hillary in. That they weren't nullifying the results. Right. Yeah, that's the not election. the that's not the right word. Neither is packing the court the way it's right, being but used that's now. That's what everybody calls here and says. Well, they're mistaken. And the crossfire hurricane investigation is done, and it sounds so little that Trump doesn't even want to release it. That's not exactly the truth, but go ahead. That, uh, why isn't that the truth? Well, because that not everything's been released yet, and that there's the inspector general still working on it. No, they, it's done. It's finished. They announced it was finished. When's and Barr shouldn't be releasing it because of uh, Department of Justice guidelines relative to reports for election. Trump wanted it to be released, but when he saw it, he decided not to. Well, 
Okay. Okay. All I right. About well, Biden. here, the, let me let me just about. read this I, to you. I don't know where the computer came from or anything. This is this is from the uh, George, uh, not George Washington Law School. What's the other law school in Washington? Um, can't think of the name of it. But this is from their website. The term nuclear option. Somebody said it was in the Times. And and I I said, no, no, I'm talking. To, I'm going back to. Any information to well, let me let me talk for a minute, on. Chris. Let me talk for a minute. I'll let you I'll remain silent yeah, for about five minutes while you talked. Now you said. You said that Republicans created the nuclear option. Not true. The term nuclear option is an analogy to nuclear weapons being the most extreme option in warfare. In November of 2013, Senate Democrats, led by Harry Reid, used the nuclear option to eliminate the 60-vote rule on executive branch nominations and federal judicial appointments. Uh, not to the Supreme Court. There was an exception there. Well, that's not what it says, but... So in any event, McConnell did that. After the, de- the, well, the Democrats after were told at the Democrats election. were told at the time that it might come back to bite them, and it did. Well, yeah, but the, it's the Republicans who changed this rule on the Supreme Court, which is what we're talking about now. Well, they I didn't find that. They changed the rules; they could be able to get their, their their extreme people in. And then the Democrats changed the nomination for the other courts to get even and, more extreme people and in. If, if if they wanted to, if the Democrats wanted to expand the court, they have the right to have a, the, it's constitutionally legal for them to have a report to add two justices and appoint them. That's just a, it's as constitutional as, as what the, the, the Republicans are doing now. And when the Republicans get control of the Senate again and want to add two more after that, you'll be in favor of that too? Uh, I won't be entirely opposed because it'll reverse back and forth, and actually I think it would be better to have more justices. So how many is the and ideal then, number? Then we wouldn't be in this situation as often where there's or, where one more, uh, one, one or two people dying at the right time completely changes the, 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 the makeup of the court. But it goes both ways. It cuts it both ways. It would probably be better to have maybe 15 or 20 of them. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. We're going to move on. Thank you for the call. Sure. Thanks for Bye. setting Joe's state on many, many occasions throughout the past uh, eight minutes. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. This is good music, baby. This is headbanging music. 1 800 795 9565 is the telephone number. Cindy, thanks for waiting through the break. You are on the mark. You got another minute. I 
that political ad was really terrific, very upbeat, and and I don't, he's not my person, so I'm just saying. Anyway, I wanted to point something out to the listeners, which is this. The court now is, is uh, eight people. It's an even number of people, and that means that they could tie on a decision. And what happens when they tie on a decision? Do you know, Joe? Yes, the lower court uh, decision stands affirmed. Exactly. And, and do you happen to know what the lower court decision was on the uh, Unaffordable Health Insurance Act, also known as Obamacare? Do you know what that was in well, the case that's coming before? They're not. I don't know for the current case, but I know there were some other decisions that went both ways in lower courts. So I'm, I'm not oh, familiar with a specific case that's coming up before the court right. this week or month. The highest one ruled it unconstitutional. So right now it stands as unconstitutional going before the Supreme Court. So should it go before a 4-4 court and they, and they tie on it, then it becomes unconstitutional. Just think people ought to reflect on that. I know they're bent out of shape about this. So it could be it's already a done deal, no matter what. Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out was yesterday a caller was talking about how there were, I think, 600,000 more Democrats than Republicans in the state, and therefore the Democrats would carry Pennsylvania. Well, let me point out that there's a whole other group of people that are being essentially ignored in this discussion. The people I belong with, the independents, the um, libertarians, the greens, the constitutionalists, and we account up to about a million people. So we could, this group of people, we could sway the election one way or the other. Food for thought. If you all acted in concert, you probably could. Yep. But I doubt that the matter big time. Doubt that the I doubt that the Greens and the Libertarians are going to be in lockstep on any particular issue. That's that's not the nature of being independent, is it? No, it's not. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number, upper right hand corner. Uh, this one of one of our listeners says, "I'm laughing out loud about the shoe being a tap dancer. That was funny, really funny." And Eric, you bombed. Sorry, buddy, but you lost that debate. That's one of our writers. I didn't say that. Uh, Doug from Lewistown says, Eric needs to understand that too many people don't view wearing a mask as not significant leadership, but a sign of fear. And that's what this whole thing has been about, instilling fear in people so they don't want to go back to work, church, or go to vote in person. Leadership is showing and telling people that we can't cower in fear over a virus, but rather deal with it and live our lives. That's exactly what President Trump has done. Oh, brother. Okay. Well, I think he's nailed that. Oh, you think? <laughs> That's right. Being healthy is simply because you're afraid of getting sick. So when you get up in the morning and you take good care of yourself and you exercise, because you're fearing no, disease. But, uh, come on, Mark. People die of the flu every year, but I don't hear of any people, you know, cowering in their homes and going out. Did you ever see, until this virus came along, did you ever see a mask during flu season? No, but the, the, the flu is not nearly as dangerous or deadly or as contagious but as But it this. can but be that, for some people. But you, but for some people, it is. The emailer is absolutely right. There's no argument about his opinion what he says is, you know, that leadership is not cowering in fear. That is fine. That is his opinion. I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying there is empirical evidence that wearing a mask protects you. If health, if you're not worried about, uh, you know, looking like you're scared, if you are worried about health, you can wear a mask and it, it's a safety factor for you. That's all right, all. What, what is the best thing? Is it wearing a mask or is it social distancing, staying away from people? Which is the best? Which is better? 
Yeah, I have always heard that social distancing is the best. Well, that's away true. I guess you don't need a mask if you're, you know, 10 and that, feet away. And that's why I say it's political theater when the vice presidential candidate gets in an elevator with eight other people wearing masks, right. shoulder you, to shoulder, you, no, Joe, but won't go to the hearing we'll room. You got her bad on that one. Boy. Won't go to the hearing room. <laughs> you nailed her, boy. Good for you. Joe really nailed her. He found a hypocrite in Washington. I Yay, found more than finally one. found one. It's a miracle. Read that email if you would, please. Uh, we have a call. We have call pending. You want to take the call first because right, that's let's a long take the break and then email. All right. Yeah, we're not going to be able to read this whole Obamacare email, unfortunately. Uh, we'll try to read it tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Let's take the break and then we'll do the callers. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant. One you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Senator, to be clear, I have the utmost empathy. The stories, you know, that you have told, including the story of Veronica's family, are very moving. If I were a justice, the commitment that I would make to you and all people affected by the laws is that I would follow the law as you enacted it, and I have no agenda. I would not be coming in with any agenda. Well, that's true. Right. They do enact the laws. <laughs> right. I love that. She hands it right back to him. Uh, you made the law. I'm just going to follow it. Uh, Bob. From Paxinus. Uh, Bob, line okay, two. Right. Line two. Okay. Go right ahead, Bob. From Paxinus, PA, you are on the mark. Yeah, good morning. Let's believe we can believe her. Uh, but anyway, Trump's always yelling about the coronavirus and the H1N1 swine flu was much worse. Well, I'm going to tell you from 2009 to 2010, there's only 12,000 people that died from it. Not 206,000 or 16,000 that are dead today, which is going to be over a million next year if things don't change. Yeah, and Joe Biden told us about 180 million Americans who died from gun violence, too. And anyway, moving on. Go yeah, ahead, Bob. <laughs> don't worry. Don't ignore that. In the military. Joe Biden served in the military. Joe Biden's helped the military. He hasn't taken any funding away from the military like Donald Trump has. Well, the Obama administration cut military spending, and he was part of that. But he wasn't the decider. Well, he says now, he says it's the Biden. It depends on if it helps him. The Obama-Biden he administration, he, he was taking credit for it, the good stuff. If it helps him, he was part of it. If he, <laughs> okay. if, if it doesn't help him, he was not he part was of it. He was not that. part of that it. That was I President you. Obama acting I independently. understand. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. All right. And it's sad to see the uh, power plant come down. I grew up with that. I got some pictures from it when it was uh, in working condition, and lots of people worked there. And yeah. 
you know, now coal's supposed to be coming back, and they're blowing it up. So, well, it's so out of date I'm anyway. Is Trump ain't running for president; he's just running from going to jail. Well, well That's said. My it. opinion. <laughs> and the coal, coal's oh, not coming back. About, either, about so. the coal plant, though, the, it wasn't the fact that it was coal; it's the fact that it wasn't economical anymore. Right. That's it's, why it it's, went down. it's the wrong technology. The coal's not coming back in the first place. But yes, there it's are t- clean coal will be back. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> right, and you can grab women by their privates. You endorse that also. Right? I do not. Okay. We, we have a lot of good lies going you out here. pervert. <laughs> Bob, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in from Williamsport, PA. Oh, good morning. Well, I, I have a list here. We'll start out with the windmills, okay? I, apparently, the optimum place for a windmill would be in Winfield because there's an unlimited amount of wind coming out of that area. <laughs> well, he does refer to Number himself two. as the Winfield windbag from time to time. Oh, okay, Than, <laughs> I got you. That's funny. And I just learned a new fact today that the Supreme Court isn't isn't part of the justice system. <laughs> so that's that's number two, I guess. And uh, I, I don't understand why the Green Party would, would support a Democrat when when the Democrats are the ones that knocked their candidate off the ballot right. in Pennsylvania. And one fact that nobody seems to bring up about Obamacare, the reason, or one of the reasons that Obama cited for the Obamacare Act was that there was uh, 12, million, 12 million people without health insurance in the United States, and so we had to change that, and so he passed this Obamacare, and it did change, and now we have 60 million people that don't have health insurance. Yeah, no. Where'd you get that number? This, it's uh, a government, the government, whatever is called, that does all these facts. The Government Accounting Office, GAO. Correct. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, it's sad that health care has become a political football. Both parties just as they could do something about the next stimulus bill, could do something about health care. They could sit down, and I fault the Republicans as much as the Democrats. The Republicans could sit down and say, okay, well, what we have is Obamacare. How can we change it? How can we make it better? How can we keep the things people like and still make health care affordable? You know, the president doesn't get a lot of credit for it, but he's negotiated better deals for drugs from other countries. He's made it possible to lower some of the drug costs. He's trying to do some of those things, but he doesn't have a comprehensive plan, and I think that's what we need right now. We need some serious, comprehensive thinking about health care. We need a man with a plan. And not Joe Biden's plan. Let me just, let me just uh, cut in on that. Sure. Back in, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, I ran a business and, and, and the, this HMOs came out at that time. And uh, so I could pick a plan that fit my needs and was very reasonable. Well, then Hillary came along, and she attacked the HMOs, and she she made HMOs add all kind of things that you know, like uh, somebody's a retiree had to pay for uh, for for uh, prenatal care and all like that kind of stuff that that they never would need in a hundred years, and run the cost of HMOs out of sight. Yeah, just ruined healthcare. Well, the only way healthcare, the only way healthcare is going to be affordable, is when we get back to a market-based healthcare. 
I agree that's a good start, and there are certainly some things that could have been done to make that work initially. Might be getting close to that. The U.S. Supreme Court's already unconstitutional, so we just got to get the court to... No, uh, the lower court say it was unconstitutional. <laughs> if I could finish what I was saying, the U.S. Supreme Court probably going to decide the same thing when they get the case. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury. See you tomorrow. Senator Gene Yaw, our guest for the first part of the program. This is WKOK Sunbury.